Welcome, Wildcats, to another episode of the Weber State Weekly Volleyball Show. We're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network and the only volleyball show in the network. Up your game, fellas. I'm your host, Colby Peterson. On the show today, I have Jessica Euler, who's getting very excited to take a trip to Provo this Saturday. Jessica, how are you? So excited. Arkansas is coming. I've been waiting for years. Yep. Suey, <laughs> pig, right here in Utah. Well, right there in Utah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah can't but, uh, wait excited for you to take the trip uh then also we've got with this from the signpost's own simon mortensen simon what's up man i know you've been busy this season covering some sports yeah why didn't i wear my weaver state shirt today i had that like i bought one just barely like at the football game there's a failure, Colby. I'm sorry. It's okay. There's some good stuff out there. I'll say like, I've been, I've been seeing posts from the Wildcat store lately and like, there's good stuff out there in the Wildcat store right now. So I yeah. like to go to downtown. Downtown seems to have like unique and, and always has good deals, but uh, oh, yeah. there's some good stuff out there right now. That's the thing. I need to find a fitted Weber state cap because I don't do snapback. That is not me. I will. Yeah. I am a snob to the fullest. So I need, I need a fitted cap. I will tell you this. That is uh, something I'm working on right now. So we're we very go. close on uh, on relaunching something that we were doing last year with Wildcat Rack. So okay. more on that later. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about tonight, guys. So, um, of course, we've got a player interview. We are welcoming back uh, senior outside hitter Nanny Richens, the former Danny Nays, uh, here to join us. Talk a little bit about this season and uh, how things have gone. Obviously, Danny, a big part of the success of the teams that have played for Maya in the last few seasons. And so we're going to talk to her a little bit about this team, how it's different. Um, this new crop of fresh women. I'm not going with fresh freshmen guys. I am going with fresh women on this one. And uh, so we'll talk to her a little bit about that. And then of course, we'll talk a little bit about this last weekend's or last week's matches. Um, Wildcats were on the road up in the Pacific Northwest, taking on Eastern Washington in Cheney, and then later taking on Idaho on the Palouse in, in Moscow. So we'll talk about those. And then we also, you know, guys, we realized we didn't give, we don't give you guys a preview of this week's matches. And we've got two massive ones this week. So we wanted to do some preview. We're going to preview this week's matches versus Sac State and against Portland State, both in Club Swenson. We're going to give you an idea of who these teams are because these are top, top matchups, folks. Sac State and Portland State are the top of the conference right now. And so them coming to Club Swenson is a huge deal. So we want to talk a little bit about who they are and encourage you all to get out there. But before we get into all of that, we want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, good places. Uh, you can go to the website, weberstateweekly.com. Our podcast is there. Uh, and then, of course, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all good places to interact with us. Uh, I've been trying to do a better job of posting about the episodes as we launch them. So uh, you'll notice that today we had a post about yesterday's episode with uh, junior running back Dante McMillan. I appreciate Dante for coming on last night to talk to us a little bit about the team. That's out there for your listening pleasure now. And of course, there's Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. Support us. We're so grateful to our patrons. They help us keep the lights on here at Weber State Weekly. Thank you so much for supporting us. We hope to continue to grow that support and invest that money into student writers like Simon himself. Uh, you know, try and find more guys like that to uh, create more content about Weber State. Uh, there's a lot of good things going on on campus, and we want to showcase as much of it as we can. So thank you to our patrons who have kind of helped us hit that that minimum at least, and now we're going to try and grow it. So if you can, become a patron. Help Help support us. So now we want to welcome the former Danny Nay, junior outside hitter Danny Richens now. Um, before we started the show, I let her know that, uh, by the way, 
Her la- her episode last season is the all time most downloaded episode in Weber State Weekly history. So just one more accolade to go with Danny's stellar career as a Wildcat. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Sorry. Yeah, I yeah. No, it's okay. You don't have to say anything. I was like, it's like, you know, she's conference player of the week right now. She's won conference MVP. She's an all American. She just got married. And I'm sure she cares so much about being the most downloaded. <laughs> I do. I, I think it's so awesome. I appreciate all the support. I just didn't know if I was on yet. So wow. that's so awesome. I love that we wow. have the support that we do at Weber. It's so, so cool. Yeah, that's great. But let's talk a little bit about this season, Danny, um, because I want to start out, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about your accolades, because right now you are sixth in the record books with 149 career aces. You are inching your way up to I think the record is 173. Um, I think that you will probably beat that record by the time your career is done at Weber State. I wanted to ask you a little bit about that because, you know, we've called you things like the ace queen. You've been a key member of hashtag ace state, which we continue to post about. Um, talk to us a little bit about your growth in at the service line because you've become prolific. And I just kind of wanted to get an idea of that progression because now I think it's going to lead you to just one more record at Weber state. Yeah. Thank you for that. And for all those, but honestly, like all thanks to Maya and our coaching staff <laughs> grown so, so much since I've gotten here in volleyball in life, Life and everything, and not be anything without the coaches and all the time and effort they put into us. So, not much. Now, that's great. I mean, and obviously, you know, the coaching staff is a key piece of that. You know, we always talk about how it's a state for a reason. It's not all about just Danny Richens. Everybody, you know, continues to develop at the service line. And so, um, it's a key piece of, of Maya's system. But uh, we did just mm-hmm. want to call out that the fact that, you know, some big things are happening already as a junior, now sixth in the record books. But uh, Simon, Jessica, questions for Danny Richens here tonight. I'm actually glad you brought up the service ace thing and everything right there because service aces to me are like the biggest flex in volleyball. Like, <laughs> I, I love watching the service ace. You know, it's the fact that they can't do anything about serving the ball over and everything like that, and it's just one hit. Um, do you have a certain feeling before before you hit a service ace? Is there like a, a feeling that you know it's going to happen, or does it just kind of happen as it goes? Or Yeah. Sometimes, honestly, I try to have like the same routine when I surf. Like I bounce the ball times a certain way before I surf. Take a breath, have a little routine, just to keep. Not really, honestly. Kind of just depends on how the ball's flowing that day. <laughs> there you, go. you have you have a routine to you bounce the ball how many times again? It kind of cut up a little bit. I do. I wow. and then I bounce it once, and then I take a breath. And then I surf. <laughs> there we go, future freshman. That's the that's yeah. the technique. Right there. there you go. That's how that's, that's how the greatest bounces. Yeah, that's how it gets done. <laughs> uh, Jessica, what about you? Questions for Danny Richens? Yeah, just speaking of potential records on the line. So Maya has the chance to reach 125 career wins this week, which would be the fastest coach to achieve that mark. Um, talk to us about what that means, not only to you. Um, all who he's recruited and all the fans that have had a chance to really learn about, talk about and be fans of the program. What does it mean to have 125 wins already? 
I think that that's so awesome. He preaches all the time and will always say is like, it's not about the wins. Um, but I, I think it just such effort he puts into our team and how much he cares about us. And, and like the hours he put in the sleep that he loses over us and just how, how much he really cares about this team. And this, he has managed to do with his assistant coaches in his years here, I, I think is incredible. I could not. I have so many good things to say about it. Um, I think it's that they work. Our, our coaching staff works incredibly, like so incredibly hard. Um, it's so awesome, like 125 career wins. And to be the fastest, like it just goes to show his work ethic and all of our coaching staff's work ethic and just how much they care about Weber State. I think it's so awesome. Yeah, I love it. And all of y'all's ethic too, for heaven's sakes, y'all are just a team that meshes with each other and are just so fun to watch. Yeah, but. So Danny, I wanted to maybe talk a little bit about that uh, meshing. Um, and so going to jump forward a little bit here in my, in my rundown, but I think uh, this is probably a good time to bring it up. So there is a, obviously we've talked a lot about it on the show already this season. There is a crop of fresh women who have really stepped up this season and taken on kind of the mantle of what wildcat volleyball is. And I kind of wanted to ask you about that. I mean, because a lot of new faces, um, Mm -hmm. we talked about it before we, we went live today, tonight that, I mean, there've been a lot of five set matches so far and those fresh women have been, big parts of those five set matches. And so the team has kind of had to retool and gel. Now it wasn't necessarily that <laughs> core that, that you were a part of for the last few seasons with Rylan and with Sam and with um, like Ashlyn power. And you know, there were so many key folks that were that core of Weber state volleyball who now moved on uh, whether through graduation or, you know, doing graduate transfers, doing other things. Talk to us a little bit about this core group of fresh women now and kind of how you've seen them grow in their short time already. Cause it seems like they've been asked to do some pretty big things and they've stepped up in some of those moments. Yeah, for sure. We have a ton of freshmen this year. Um, and like you said, like they're getting a ton of playing time roles on the court, which is so awesome. I think that they're like a very talented group of, they, you really have like a short, short amount of time from when we report to when our games go in with like our systems and how they how our coaches coach and how we run things and so he's afraid is the first like couple weeks of season feel like you're drinking out of like a fire hose like so on um so i just think it's so awesome that they've been able to come in and like play those champs honestly um yeah i think it's awesome i think also something that helps with that is that maya always encouraged us to have like really genuine relationships so right from the start like first week even like before they get there for a report week those relationships so that we are comfortable with each other and we can trust each other so that when it comes to using those grinds that it can be in like the fifth set and stuff we have each other's backs and stuff i think the freshmen are rocking it i think it's fun to have a new like like young team, new fresh faces going happening like every single day. But like, I think the potential for our group of freshmen is. Yeah. So high. I mean, just right now, just the, uh, we've been talking about this on the show about how the opportunities they're getting right now as fresh women, just like 
it's just, it's pretty much unheard of. Like it doesn't usually happen this way. And so the kinds of things that they've gotten to do already and the reps that they've gotten already is it just kind of think about how great the last core group of women were. Now imagine having an extra year of that because that's what we're talking about yeah. here, folks. Like it's just such so, so great. Yeah. But I think it's awesome. Simon, maybe another question for Danny Richens. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you kind of told us um, earlier uh, from another story that the two matchups you were looking most forward to this season were Northern Colorado and Northern Arizona. Um, that was actually something that a lot of your teammates said. Um, my favorite matchup to see you guys play, especially this year, is Portland State, just because last year it was kind of like that that heated rivalry right there. What kind of makes those games against Northern Colorado and Northern Arizona so special for you guys? Um. Honestly, for me, it's like the history that we have with them. Like you, how, how the games were last season. Um, I think that, especially in the last like best game, like people like to come at Weber State. You know, they, they want to come beat us. I just think like the rivalries from pre- previous season is what kind of makes those getting to play them at home, like getting to play everyone once at their place and once at home the second match not like i don't love the first match it's fun to play everyone but like that second this fun um especially like this week portland state getting to match up with them at home like a little bit of a rough game in portland honestly it's hard to play there so i'm really yeah Absolutely. Yeah, and speaking of Portland, that was uh, the next question we have on deck here is um, they are historically tough to play at home, um, but they're here this weekend where we've had a lot of success previously. What do you think it was about that last match that led uh, in a sweep for the led to ending in a sweep for the Vikings? Yeah, with a bunch of new players, like it's you have to learn how to play with each other. You all work. We're all taking on the younger girls are taking on big positions, getting a ton of time, but also some of us like middle class taking on some new leadership responsibilities too. And so, just figuring out how to how it's kind of been like the journey of this season, you know. But yeah, Portland, I don't know, but it, it's always tough to play there. They play well at home, um, so work together. I'm excited to get them at home though. Now that we We've had a few more games under our belt, had some more time together and have Club Swenson to have our, our back, you know. Yes, <laughs> I think Club that Swenson. the home crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Um, Danny, so kind of in that same vein, obviously, like you said, the Portland State game is going to be on Saturday, but uh, there's a big one before that on Thursday. Uh, and that's going to be against Sac State. And Sac State, this, that game is going to be a whiteout, folks. So uh, if you saw the tweet from earlier today, if you're going to show up on Thursday night, the game is at 6, 6 p.m. at Club Swenson. Make sure you wear white and be loud because uh, Sac State is good. I've got the question here that says, I mean, Sac State kind of looks like a dark horse candidate maybe for conference champion uh, because Northern Colorado has faltered a little bit, surprisingly, against some some foes that I wouldn't have expected them to. Um, So... You only get to play Sac State once, and luckily it's in Club Swenson this year uh, because, like we talked with Maya before, the ball flies weird in Sacramento. Weird things. It's like it's like going to NAU. The ball flies weird down there or up there, I guess I should say, and it's just it's weird. 
what do you focus on with Sac State to beat them on Thursday night since it's going to be the only time you get to see them unless potentially you see them in the conference tournament? Yeah. So I, like you said, I love playing in front of our um, home fans and our home support. Um, but time for every game, it doesn't change too much. Minus some like, like circumstantial stuff for players. have to control our side you know like control our serves make sure we're serving tough getting them out of system back is a team that like can keep the rallies going they have really good ball control so just opportunities that we have to put a ball away and managing what we can on our side and then just give us two i don't know just controlling what we can control is kind of just all we can do you know to to compete against them because they are a good team and they have been for a couple years, but yeah, I remember um, the last time that you all played them last year. Uh, I actually saw them in the airport coming home because we were we had just taken the trip here to Nashville to scout out a new place to live, and so saw them in the airport going home and had you know watched the match and knew how it had gone. And I was like, man, and I remember telling them you guys are a really tough team. Like you shouldn't hang your head. Like that was a really good match. And then you all took the trip out to Sacramento. And uh, that was a rough road trip, but a team that's been on the rise. And, but like you said, Danny, that's what Maya preaches, uh, control what you can control on your side of the net. Rylan <laughs> talked about that. Sam talked about that. Basically anybody in that senior class, they would always talk about that. So mm-hmm. control, control, what you can control. Yep. <laughs> uh, Jessica Simon, final question for Danny Richens before we wrap it up tonight. There is there is one weird one because I was looking back over that story just barely, and um, you said that um, most of the time, like the music that pl- gets played there is rap music, like when you guys are working out. But there's Country Fridays. Did that develop under your time? How did that kind of? I was like, I'm like Country Friday. That is a different one. Yeah, yeah. I did not come up with that. We have a couple <laughs> girls who are big country music fans. Part of the same old, same old rap music same old stations and so so they started like you said (laughs) i did not come up with that i support it i like country music so and now that we're in season sometimes we're on the road so we don't always like lift on mondays to substitute when we need to (laughs) and so i don't know there we go. Yeah, I was curious. I'm like, that's a that's a good weekly tradition right there. Just country Fridays outside of the other four days. So yeah. some of the girls some of the girls protested a little bit, but I think it's fun. <laughs> Feels very much like a Rylan Adams thing. Definitely. Oh yeah. They get country music gets protested more than any other type of music. I uh I know how it is. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't complain. I'm I'm in the heart of country music here, man. Yeah, you can't say anything about country music, Colby. I think something might happen to you out that way. (laughs) Jessica, do you have a final question for Danny before we let her go tonight? Yeah, so Danny, you were out for a few matches with an injury. Talk to us just a little bit about how you're feeling, where you're at right now. I'm feeling a lot better a little bit. I tweaked it, and it was just a little painful. So they let me play live fun. Um, But yeah, it's feeling better back to normal which i'm very happy about i miss it out there it's my home but um yeah much better thankfully so glad to hear it yeah yeah and i think the accolades this week show it 
I mean, Danny, back yeah. to her old self, uh, just racking up the kills. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But uh, Danny Richens, want to thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to chat with us on Weber State Weekly tonight. Um, I want to encourage everybody, get to Club Swenson this week on Thursday and on Saturday. Um, football's on the road. So this is it, folks. Make sure you get there. Support the ladies because two massive matches when it comes to Big Sky Standing. So Danny Richens, thank you so much. For having me. <laughs> we'll see you. See ya. Yeah, I really appreciate Danny for hopping on and uh, hanging out with us for a little bit there. Uh, always grateful to interview the players. But now, guys, let's talk a little bit about last. Um, like we said, the Wildcats were on the road, took, taking on Eastern Washington and Idaho. I mean, not no no dig on Eastern or, or Idaho, but both sort of in some transitionary period right now, right? Um, both with brand new head coaches. Um, so we knew that. Uh, neither team was going to really be scary good. I mean, no dig on them, but I think we, I think we can all agree that we expected the Wildcats to win both and they did. Right. Yeah, no, I, I kind of figured we'd win, especially the Idaho one, um, just having a tough time getting settled into the in-conference record. And yeah, so I, uh, it's good that we get to continue that four win streak because and that's the longest in the conference right now, I think, if, if I'm remembering right. Yeah. And so let's start off with the EWA match. I mean, A-State was in effect, guys, and Cheney, uh, Wildcats found the floor nine times with service aces. Um, feels like the team has had their woes from the service line. It's not the, the, the terrific serving team that we had seen last season with all of that senior experience, but it feels like they're getting it, right? And um, it feels like Danny's back to her old self. She's been serving really well lately. Uh, how are you guys feeling about the, about the fresh women and, you know, this, this new core and their service abilities? It feels like things are progressing in the right direction. What do you guys feel? I think it's been really good. Charlie has been one heck of a server and Eastern Bailey did awesome too. Who's still relatively young in her second year, but I think Charlie has come out and been just one heck of a consistent server and had a couple aces herself there. And, um, it's cool to see their growth already just in one season, right? Because Danny absolutely is a force to be reckoned with. And we saw her grow a little bit over time. And I think we just, we see that potential in uh, some of our younger players as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, it was nice to see Bailey bodily getting a few um, service aces, back-to-back service aces in that Idaho game. And I think we're definitely catching on from the service line a little bit. Obviously, you know, you lose, you lose players like Rylan Adams, especially, you know, Rylan Adams is one of the great Weber state athletes of all time. There's no doubt about that. I think we all put her in that record book for a reason. Danny Richens is definitely on that course as well. Once she, once she graduates, we'll put her right there with her. Um, and so I think like, you know, you're getting this new team, the new players, but I think you're starting to get your vets to catch on pretty strong and it's getting those freshmen as well, who have broken out and given us phenomenal performances. And I think they're um, starting to pick up on, on the team, um, just the scheme and everything like that. Um, good call out too on, on Bailey. I mean, I, I think that folks don't realize that like middles don't usually serve particularly well. They're not, they're not usually that good. And so Bailey's serving ability is just incredible for the position that she plays. That's not normally what middles do. They're not, fantastic servers because they don't serve very often. They usually get subbed out for somebody else when it's their turn. 
not the case with Bailey Bodley. I mean, Maya is more than happy to leave her in, and she had three service aces in this Iwu match. So just want to point that out, that that is a rare thing for middles. Um, other thing I want to talk about with the, um, with the Iwu match was it felt like, it felt like the offense is starting to pick it up. 41 kills to 26. I mean, it feels like the offense is the piece that has really been missing for this Wildcat team. Like the defense has been pretty dang good. Uh, it's just, there have been a, a kind of a little bit of a high number of service errors that have killed momentum at times. And then all, so the offense hasn't always been as it could. There's been a lot of volleying back and forth. And so it feels like the team is gelling now. Right. And so, um, of course, we talked about, you know, Danny won conference player of the week this week. Uh, she had 15 herself in this match. Does it feel like, in your guys' opinion, that the team is gelling? Is there more work that you see that needs to be done? Like, give me your thoughts on the offense and how you're feeling about where it's at now. Because as we said, the schedule ramps up and we start to see some tough teams. We're seeing two tough teams this week, which we'll talk about in just a second. But where are you guys feeling uh, on in terms of the offense and the the playing together right now in the system? Yeah, I think um, I think one of the big things with the offense is to look at this se- this season is um, they've jumped up to two nineteen hitting percentage, which is phenomenal. Um, and obviously, you know, the more accurate that team is, the better the better they are at you know just facilitating the offense and everything like that. We had a pretty good number of kills right now too, um, and that's one of those things. I think we're also number four in assists, which is great. Um, and so that's one of the big things to look at for me is, or average assist, sorry, is just, you know, that hitting percentage and those assists, I think they're starting to figure out the system a little bit better that coach Jeremiah Larson has had since he got to Weber state. And obviously it's been effective. You know, we've been a, we've been a top team and I don't know if anyone saw that Instagram post with the new back to back rings, but those things look pretty sick and I kind of want to copy or something like that. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, those are awesome. Uh, yeah. Jessica, how about you? How are you feeling about the offense right now? I feel like we're starting to mesh, right? You're seeing us rotate a little bit less as we're starting to um, get folks in position. Although um, we didn't see Sane in Eastern Washington, but we did in Idaho. So we're still rotating things up a little bit there um, between our players. But it's, it seems like we're starting to figure out this is how we can play together. Folks are starting to figure out how each other play, right? With that many fresh women, we've got a lot of new styles and approaches to figure out. And this week felt really good. And I know that it's like, we talked a little bit about wins that we expected, but this series that we have going builds confidence in the team. And I think that's really starting to show. Although I tell you what, that first set in the Idaho game stressed me right the heck out. So yeah, Uh, uh, yeah, it was a thriller. And so let's talk a little bit about that because um, I don't think anybody expected it to be that close. That first set ended up going 30 to 28. The Wildcats get the win. But uh, if you watched or at least checked out the box score, Idaho is very streaky. They will go on these these mm-hmm. runs. Right. And and that was particularly the case in the third set, which they won. I was surprised that Idaho was able to get a set off of this Wildcat team. But that was largely because they, they came out on this like what it was like a nine one run to start yes. the match. Right. And so yeah, I like, kept watching. Okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, there can't be another one. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's kind of the way that they were. And that was mm-hmm. definitely the case in that first set where it was kind of back and forth, back and forth. And then I don't kind of, they actually went up and had this run late in that set. The Wildcats had their own run to answer 
And then they closed it out on their own run uh, of three, including, I think, a service ace from Charlie Bouquet. I'd have to check the uh, the play-by-play, but I'm pretty sure uh, that there was one in that that three-point run to close out that one. But, I mean, I don't know, guys. Like, how are you... How are you feeling about that? It was the closest set of the night. I mean, what about that kept the Vandals competitive? Was it just sort of nerves? First time you've seen this opponent. So, you know, you're trying to feel them out. I think that, you know, Idaho's got some, maybe some good outsides, but like, what was it about that match that gave Idaho the ability to go on those extended runs? Cause that was the secret to their sauce. Yeah, I think, um, I think one big thing and, and Danny brought it up during the interview was people get excited to play Weber state mm-hmm. and, you know, Weber state has that legacy and that history and Idaho was coming off of an own four record trying to stop it from going on five. You know, I think they played with a lot of passion. Um, and that's one of those things. I think you got a lot of young players on that team, a, a young, like a new coach, um, trying to prove themselves against a big big time team. So they said, Hey, we're going to go out it as hard as we can right now, see if we can crack down this team and see if we can prove something that we're a better team than our record shows. Um, so I think that was just a lot of intensity that they came out with. And I think kind of caught us off guard a little bit. Yeah. Typo. It was Michaela Sorensen with that second to last point with the, on a service ace. Can't, can't short sell Michaela on that, but Jessica, your thoughts. What about that set? Just gave Idaho that chance. Cause they had that big run in the teens that kind of got them back in it. Yeah, I think there's something to what Simon's saying. We just didn't expect it. Um, And I think that's kind of, you know, the thought process behind the whole dang match, really. We didn't expect them to come out that strong. They are a heavy, heavy freshman team. And so just like Simon was saying, I think they got excited. Weber State's the team to beat. And, you know, they've in in their head when you get excited and you've got an adrenaline rush, like they, they played quite well against us and we had quite a few gosh dang errors. Cause I think we just didn't expect them to come out that strong. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a good call out there too, Jessica. I mean, a number of errors in that first set that kind of gave that opportunity, you know, the Wildcats ended up with eight errors uh, hitting 152 in that first set, mm-hmm. Idaho committing just two. So they hit 264. 16 kills Wildcats still get the dub though. So errors probably a key piece of that. Yep. Um, last question on Idaho and then we'll move on to previewing the two matches of the week. Um, game of runs. Like we said, that seems to be what Idaho does. We talked about that third set and that was the way that they were, they just Wildcats out of the gate. Like I said, let me just check this and see it was a 6-1 run followed by another three straight points to go up 9-1 early in the match. Um, and so it's just, I mean, in, in volleyball, that's 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 a lot. That's a pretty commanding lead, and it's a deep hole that the Wildcats would have had to dig out of. Um, do you think that for the, for the Wildcats, it was just kind of inexperience at that point, not knowing exactly how to stop Idaho because, I mean... It's just, it's tough. It's really, really tough when you get that deep in a, in a game like that, where it's just like, oh man, you're just out. So what, what do you think was the cause of that, that run in the third that really kind of handed Idaho the match before or the, uh, the set before it really had gotten going? Yeah, I think, um, I think like a big thing with that is, um, with a new team and everything, um, we saw, we've seen kind of this against, Utah state and some of those notable wins, just, I mean, notable losses in the preseason that were close. Um, I think like 
just trying to figure out how to stop a dominating offense um, is a, is a critical part of developing on this team. And um, like that, that's one thing that we saw with with last year's team and um, with with these teams with a lot of senior experience was they could get into a little bit of a like you know into a little bit of a rut, but they could climb out of it really well. I think this team's starting to do that really well. We saw that in that first set. They have the potential to really come back and to you know, kind of rally back. Um, but I think that's something that they, they're still working on that I think they'll get a lot better at this season. Yeah. And I really think, you know, that, that third set, they came out, they had a series of kills that just, you know, took us by surprise and we were just having a difficult time adjusting. Um, and we got to the point where we did, but you could kind of, you could even sense just watching it on TV that we we were taken aback, right? And so I think part of it was just us adjusting to the slightly new approach that they were taking there, getting ready to be on defense. And, you know, we, we did and we came back and we came back strong, but it was just us adjusting to what they were showing us really that we weren't expecting coming out that way. So, I mean, you got to give them some credit too for coming out and taking a different approach to what they were doing. Yeah, I do want to say that Wildcats actually ended up getting back into that set. Uh, they ended up, you know, getting within one late in the set. You know, at that point, they were, it was 23-22, but then Idaho goes on a two-point run to close it out, 25-22. Um, but man, I mean, kudos to the Wildcats for getting out of that hole, but it's difficult spotting a team eight points to start the match and then trying to get back out. If had that not happened, it's a sweep, folks. You know, the Wildcats don't drop one, but as it was, the Wildcats ended up getting the dub. Uh, they came back in the fourth set and uh, took care of business, winning that one, uh, winning that one 25-16. So it wasn't close in the fourth. Uh, the Wildcats just dominated 16 kills. It looked a lot more like the first set, but much more efficient. They hit, you know, they hit uh, 220 in that set. And so it was just much better. Closed it out. Good road trip. Get on the bus. Let's go back home. You know, <laughs> uh, any final thoughts at all on last week's matches before we talk about this week? I think you brought up a good point just with, you know, them, them climbing back up and everything. I think obviously a big part of that was that, that sophomore and junior presence, especially in Bailey Bodley right there. Um, Cause that was when she had the back-to-back services, which is um, phenomenal. And yeah, I think that's, that's one of those things that you can definitely see like, you know, that, that team leadership coming in and kind of, um, leading that experience into, into big time moments like that. That's why they call her big time, big time, Bailey bodily much (laughs) moments. Um, all right, folks. So let's, let's take a peek at this week's matches. Like I said, we haven't been doing this for you folks and I really wanted to. So, um, some big matches, right? This week, some top teams coming to club Swenson. Um, it really is a huge deal. And so start off with Sac State. This is the whiteout game. So like we said, make sure if you're if you're in Club Swinson on Thursday night, six o'clock, the match will get started. Uh, wear white, bring some friends and be loud. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw that student section for the football game on Saturday. My goodness. If we could get a third of that in Club Swenson, huge home court advantage, man. My goodness. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Sac first. The Hornets come in leading the conference in blocks and opponent blocks. And the Wildcat offenses kind of struggle at times. Like we just talked about, it feels like maybe they're starting to gel. Danny's feeling much better. Um, she's one conference player of the week because of her performances the last week. 
Are you worried about the Wildcats finding kills because defense is a key piece of what Sac State does, especially on the front? Yeah, I think that's, that's going to be um, one of the things that's definitely going to be fun to watch for. Um, Sac State and Weber State both have phenomenal with blocks, um, everything like that. And so great defenses on both ends. Um, I think Sac State moves the ball around really well um, and is able to get some of those kills just off of strategy. So I'm excited to see what this defense can do against them because I think this will be a really good test for them. Um, Weber State great with digs, everything like that, and opponent hitting percentage. They're really able to keep that down, which is good because Sac State's um, got a pretty efficient offense. So um, I'm excited to see what this will do with for them. It'll kind of be one of those things that will kind of help me measure out where we are this season. Yeah, I think we'll do well if we can keep the er errors under control, right? And I think the errors are really still indicative of us being a newer team. Um, But when we control the errors, we control the points. And so I think that that's probably something we're, you know, talking a lot about and working on this week. And I think if we can do that, then we shouldn't have a problem finding kills. Um, It'll be a close one. I'm prepared you know, to be there for the long haul on Thursday night. But I do think that we, we can come out on top and kills. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right, Jessica, that errors have been kind of a, a little bit of a struggle this season. Um, they've killed momentum in certain really key, key sets where things were going and then boom, a service error. And you, you know, had an opportunity to go ahead, take the lead, sometimes take the set service error kills that momentum. And there's a little bit more drama sometimes for better or for worse. But uh, I think that I wanted to point out, like Simon was saying, that yes, Sac State, very good blocking team and very good at finding a way around the other team's block. Uh, they're, they're number one in the conference at blocks or in blocks, and they're also number one in the conference in opponent blocks. So they're very good at finding their way around opponent blocks, but also blocking themselves. But the thing that I wanted to point out was if you can get it around them, though, they are almost dead last. They are eighth, eight out of 10 in the conference in digs. So for them, if you can get it past their front three, the middle is soft. And I think that our outsides, and especially the way our middles have been playing, there's an opportunity there. Because if you can, if you can find a way to get around that front three, ah, man, like that middle is soft. The middle of the floor is not necessarily ready for that. And I think that the Wildcats can really, if they can figure out a way to do it. Yeah. I think we'll see those services come in handy too at that time. So right. yeah. <laughs> I did want to talk about service aces because SAC is the best service serving team in the conference. They lead the conference in service aces. Um, they're led by junior outside hitter, Bridget Smith. I mean, the Wildcats have also had great success at the service line this year. And it's in club Swenson where it seems like they have a particularly good night usually from the service line. Um, what do you think? Cause the Wildcats are very competitive when it comes to allowing op- opponent service aces. They're number two in the conference. Like they don't, they only allow 1.34 service aces per set. So like you might get one on them, but maybe a little bit more, maybe that's not like the Wildcats are very good in receiving the ball. And so what are you guys seeing here? It, it feels like it's a, it's a classic, you know, good offense versus a good defense situation, right? How do you see that playing out? I think when it comes to service aces, I feel pretty confident in our team. I think Sac State just hasn't 
that's an area where we excel. I'd argue that they have, probably haven't seen a whole lot of competition like we do. We're number one in the digs in the conference. I think that might've been mentioned already, but I just think we are ready for the return um, on serves. I think what does tend to get us at this point is a lot of time, our own errors, getting it back over. Sometimes we'll miss, you know, some, some blocks and that'll get us because we're not necessarily picking it up, but on the initial serve, I am dang impressed with our team. So I, I feel pretty confident in that approach. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, um, I think obviously you have Bridget Smith and uh, Katie Cordano um, who um, leading, leading in service aces this year. Um, but you also have Weber state who is number two and not like opponent service errors, just being able to keep those out of there. Um it will be, it will be a good kind of test to see what we're able to do against them. But I think, I think we have a lot of, I lost my word. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think, um, I think we're a team that is pretty competitive with those still though. Like, you know, we have Danny Richens who is the, she's the service ace queen and we have Bailey bodily who is getting up with that as well. Um, and so I think it'll be one of those things where, um, you'll see a lot of really good services, services, aces in this game. Um, I think you'll probably see quite a few um, and it'll, it'll be interesting. So I think if they can keep it down to a limit, if they can maybe let like one or two slide by and keep it down set there, they got a pretty good shot. Yeah. Like you said, Simon, obviously Bridget Smith, who we talked about, but um, also Katie Cordano, um, two top 10 uh, servers in the conference, both playing for Sac State on Thursday night. Uh, will be interesting to watch because, like you said, Jessica, it's something that the Wildcats excel at. They're very ready to receive the serve and then, you know, get things going, run the offense. I mean, Case Stanford is number two in the conference in assists. Uh, the only way you get assists, folks, is when the ball finds the floor. And yeah. so that means that she's doing a good job of setting up the outsides or the middles and getting them ready to, you know, make those things happen. So mm-hmm. we'll see. So get to Club Swenson on Thursday, six o'clock, white out, be loud, bring a friend. If you can't get there, you're like, oh, man, I can't afford it, blah, blah, blah. Weber State Weekly has not one, but two season tickets to Club Swenson this year. And so uh, hit us up. Just send us a DM and say, hey, man, uh, those tickets available? They probably are. Hit us up. I've Uh, also decided we already beat them from a long, you know, history growing up of tracking back what college football team beat which one. We beat San Jose State three to one. They went down three to zero for San Jose State. So, I mean, they got swept by San Jose State. They did. Yes. What? Yeah. We handled San Jose State. We did. So, see, I'm not worried. Okay. I, I love the transitive property is one of my favorite mm-hmm. things in, in, you know, cause it's like, listen, you know, since this plus this, I mean, you guys have seen our memes this year, right? Like Weber state handles Utah state. BYU doesn't handle Utah state so well. Ergo ipso facto Weber, Weber state, state greater than BYU. Right. Right. So Weber state property greater than Sac state already determined. Already in state. well guys let's take a look toward uh saturday's game then against portland state um like danny mentioned i mean it was a weird one in portland it's always a weird place to play the camera angle is weird up there not as weird as the idaho camera angle folks did you guys notice that that it's like really weird and high yes yes i don't miss you know i if you 
Idaho opened a brand new basketball facility and um, it's really, it's, I think it's the best basketball facility in the conference, by the way, it's just gorgeous. And it's perfect for, it's just perfect for the conference. But before that they were playing in mem gym, a Memorial gym where they play volleyball now. And uh, the camera was like super high and weird. And so we inherit that with, from volleyball. It's not the case in hoops anymore. So I had forgotten about the high camera until this last weekend. And I was like, Oh yeah, this, <laughs> but anyway, Portland state, a similar thing in their new gym. It's a very high camera. Um, and it was weird up there, um, to go along with that weird camera angle. Uh, Portland just kind of, I don't know, that first set was really competitive. It was a little bit of a letdown because the Wildcats dropped the first set and then just boom, boom, before they knew it, they were out of the gym. Like part of it was their defense. Um, they currently lead the conference in opponent kills. Portland does a really good job of getting their block up and making sure that the outsides or whoever is trying to send the ball back is not able to. And so can the Wildcats bounce back? You know, we talked about Danny finding her rhythm again offensively and, you know, creating that pressure on those front three. Um, do you think that this go around can be a little bit different for the offense and that they can find a rhythm early because, it, it they didn't have it necessarily the last time. Yeah, you know, um, Portland State does have that two-headed monster and Sophia Myers and Michaela Lewis. Um, that's yeah. a big, big source of their kills right there. Um, you Those know, I remember, right? Yeah, I remember last season there was a pretty devastating loss to Portland State, and then. Um, coming back at them um, just in that, in those tournament games. Um, Handled the, uh, uh, in, in, in the INIVC. Yeah. I couldn't remember the initials. So I was, thank you. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Portland state is one of those teams that I love seeing Weber state play against. They're a weird team to play against. They're a hard team to play against and it really green tests. Me. Yep. It's a green team and green teams have a little bit of a different sway in volleyball than they do the other sector, you know, the other sports, you know? Um, but yeah, I think like, I think we've tightened up their defense quite a bit since that game. Um, I think we're seeing the offense flow a lot more um, and playing against, you know, teams like Idaho and Iwu, you're, you might be saying, you know, Oh, well, they're kind of, they're not Portland state and Sac state, obviously. Um, but I think it, it kind of helps them find a groove a little bit when they, when they get those wins under their belt and get that four game winning streak going on. Um, so I think they'll, I think they'll come into this game with a little more confidence and I think they'll be just a little bit more put together on this one. Yeah. How you feel? Yeah. And I, you know, tend to agree with everything Simon says the, you know, I'd add that I definitely agree that we've grown since we've seen them last. There's also the benefit that we've seen them already. Right. So Sac State's a little bit different because we haven't actually played them. Portland State, we've played them and we played them before we meshed as well as we are now. So I think that's a pretty good indicator. They worry me a little bit more than Sac State does, but it does uh, help that we've already played them before yeah, and that we get them home second. Right. Like that, that's the way to do it. Right. And, and, you know, if you followed the team last season, you know that the Wildcats didn't didn't do so well in Portland, and that was a good mm -hmm. team. But when mm -hmm. it when it mattered, the Wildcats handled business at Club Swenson. So, I I think it's it's hopefully at least going to be competitive this time around um, because this Portland State team is pretty senior laden. You know, we've talked already about uh, their two really key seniors, 
Um, we've talked about Sophia Myers. We've talked about Michaela Lewis as their, their senior outsides. Uh, Sophia Myers is, you know, number 10 in the conference and service aces, but also they've got outside hitter, you know, Parker Webb and senior libero, senior libero, Ellie Snook as well. Snook led the conference in digs last season. I mean, Right now, Parker Webb is number two in the conference in service aces. Ellie Snook is number four in the conference in service aces. I think, once again, service aces are going to be a really, really important part of what happens on Saturday against the Vikings. And, I mean, is it just a rehash of what we just talked about, folks, where, like, since that's a strength for the Wildcats, that they are very ready to receive that ball, that maybe that's less of a factor? Do you guys feel the same way about the Vikings? Yeah, I'm going to make the same argument here. I think that the team is meshed in this way, and I I think that we're ready for them. Yeah, and I also think, you know, like, once you take service aces away, because, like I said, service aces are the ultimate flex. Like, that is is a flex, and it is, um, yeah, it's a big confidence booster, and it's also pretty demoralizing. Um, And so I think the more you minimize those, um, and I think we play off of, those service aces really well in Sacramento state and Portland state. So the more we minimize those, I think we take away some of that, some of that confidence and some of that ability. Yeah. Uh, last thing folks, before we wrap up this segment, um, we talked about Sophia Myers and Michaela Lewis, both seniors, their key pieces to the Viking offense. Um, they had a lot of success against the Wildcats in this first match, but now I mean, the Wildcat block has been very good guys. I mean, it, it really has been good. You may not think that like, oh, well, they got they got swept out of the gym, Colby. Like, what do you mean? And it's like, okay, sure. In that, that one particular game. Um, but Wildcats are number two in the conference. Like they have they're averaging 2.48 blocks per set. I mean, they're doing a pretty good job. And, you know, in terms of like opponent blocks, you know, the Wildcats are, are having a, a pretty good doing a pretty good job of getting around it. They're they're you know only allowing or they're only, yeah, they're only allowing the other team to block them 1.85 times per set. So Wildcats also doing a pretty good job of getting around that block. And so now in the rematch, like we said, the seniors on the outsides, they had their success. I mean, we've got a senior in Emma, Emma Mangum on the outside. You know, you might see some Michaela Sorensen. We've seen some Ashley Knighting, of course, but then Danny Richens on the other side. How do you feel about their offense versus the Wildcats offense right now? Because it feels like Wildcat offense has got a little bit more momentum momentum than the last time uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no, I think, um, I think the Wildcats definitely have momentum as far as that offense still rolling. Um, it's uh, statistically um, Portland state and Sac state still have um, a little bit of an advantage, right? You know, they, they look, they make Weber state look a little bit like an underdog. Um, and I think that's a good situation to put them in. I think that um, they're at the time where they're number three in the conference right now, they have a 10, six overall record, which is great. Um, and so I think having this opportunity to have their offense play at the level of those Portland state and stacks state teams puts them at the top of that not only puts them at the top of, you know, the records um, as far as, um, when losses is concerned, but I think it's, it plays into that power ranking a little bit of, Hey, this is a tough team. This is a competitive team. And, um, this is someone that has one of the top F- offenses in the big sky. So Jessica, final yeah. thoughts on our preview before we wrap up this one. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. I think that what 
that we bring to this is the fact we can mix it up a little bit. Um, we are just a very good blocking team. So I think that Portland State's likely to adjust based on what they see and we can adjust right back. So I'm excited for these two games. I'm even more excited to have these two tough teams at home. So come out and watch folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the number one and number two teams in the conference taking on the number three team in the Wildcats this week. So big matches. Uh, this will determine probably a fair bit in the conference standings right now because things are still pretty tight. You know, hasn't been a lot of conference play yet, but I think that certain teams are starting to separate themselves. We're seeing the Idaho's, the Northern Arizona's uh, you know, starting to really dig a hole and teams like Portland State, Sac State, the Weber State, all, you know, kind of starting to maybe take a, Take a look, but the Wildcats, the meat of their schedule is coming. So get out to Swenson Club Swenson this week. Um, let's look at the upcoming schedule. Thursday, like we said, October 13th versus Sac State, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is the whiteout game. So wear your white and uh, bring a friend and get loud. Hopefully we see a good, another good student section out there getting loud because, man, I think that was a really key piece to the Wildcats taking, uh, taking down the Eagles on Saturday. Then Saturday, October 15th, Another green team taking on Portland State, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in Club Swenson. You can buy your tickets at WeberStateSports.com or uh, check it out on, on ESPN Plus like I probably will. Uh, kind of funny that we're playing Portland State in football and in volleyball on the same day, uh, but there it is. So um, if you remember in the spring season, there was a day where the Wildcats beat Portland State in football. We beat them in volleyball and we beat them in softball all like the same same weekend it was incredible i made so many memes <laughs> so <laughs> we got the fall equivalent of that going on on saturday uh then looking forward to the upcoming schedule thursday october 20th wildcats take the trip up to montana they will be in missoula on thursday night on the 20th uh 7 p.m mountain standard time espn plus then the following saturday of course uh over to bozeman Montana State uh, playing them 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, ESPN Plus for those two matches. Um, then a little bit of a light week, uh, Friday, October 28th, just before Halloween. Wildcats just have one game that week. It will be against the Stripes, against Idaho State, who will take the trip down to Ogden to face the Wildcats in Club Swenson. Um, we'll see how they respond after, um, I think, a disappointing loss on their part uh, to the Wildcats uh, up in Pocatello. So we'll see how they bounce back. But Club Swenson, hopefully, will be rocking for that. And then finally, Thursday, November 3rd, uh, the Vandals of Idaho come down to Club Swenson to take on the Wildcats, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Buy your tickets at WeberStateSports.com or ESPN+. Plus. So that's it. That's the show. Uh, email us, WeberStateWeekly at gmail.com. No one ever does. Uh, you know, I, should, I feel like I should give something away for the per person that just emails me and says, Hey, Colby, just emailing you. What's up? <laughs> I don't know what the prize is, but I'll probably give you something. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. Really appreciate our patron Patreon supporters. The patrons uh, are are the ones that make all this happen. So thank you all to you. Uh, hope to continue to grow it. Like I said, invest in uh, student journalism that we can continue to expand the coverage of Weber State athletics. And then finally, the blog Weber State Weekly Sports, uh, WeberStateWeekly.com. I just got done writing my grades for the Saturday game against uh, Eastern Washington. See if I can get a couple of my uh, my my fellow Weber state weekly panelists to uh, contribute their grades. And we'll get that up on the blog. Simon, Jessica, appreciate uh, you. Both. 
Go ahead. Yep. Man. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I might contribute something. I, okay. I got a little bit scared after the last time, but I might contribute something. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Um, Jessica, Simon, appreciate you both for ta- talking to volleyball with me. Uh, this is the, the biggest panel we've had this season. So I like that. <laughs> uh, but we'll wrap it up like we always do. Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 Go Wildcats. Oh!